Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast. Everything that's weird. We are your hosts, Brandon and Anthony. Tonight, we're talking about Craig Alaska. Yeah, you all, you guys, everybody knows Craig. Everybody. I mean, <laughs> actually, I had heard of this story um, before we did the Fifty States, Fifty Mysteries. Right. Um, <clears throat> I had heard of the story. But, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things you hear in passing. Mm -hmm. That's what it was for me, but it was from you. (laughs) Right, right. And, um, and, okay, so look, we could, (laughs) I know I say this a lot on our podcast, but like, this is one of those stories. You could do a super deep dive. Sure. And do a whole season of podcasts about that. Oh, yeah. This is a, somebody knows something, you know. Right. And, and there's so many characters mm-hmm. and people involved. Um, but we're kind of just going to give you the overview. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what happened. Craig, Alaska is... A tiny town in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, the population, 1,300 at the time when this happened. So if that's yeah. any indication of how little it is. However, 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 it is like a port for fishermen. Mm-hmm. So a and lot And you said of what? Fish- it was 1,300 people? At the time that this happened. Yeah, it's got less now. Does it? Yeah. <clears throat> so, so salmon was big. Um, and then, so, out of, like, inland, there's big game hunting. Uh, but it's it's a typical um, fishing village town, in Alaska. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, but it is a hub. For like fishermen, and there is a market for fish there, and, and, and it's, it's got some pretty bad neighborhoods too. So it's so got a pretty I, bad area, and then it, or they say that one side's better than the other. They do say that, yeah. And it's <laughs> it's crime rates actually, uh, uh, it's up there decently. I mean, it's forty six and a quarter per thousand residents. So a lot of people think Alaska is just like the wild. It really isn't. There's like hood, there's like hoods in mm-hmm. Alaska, right? Yeah, Anchorage and, has got a big crime rate. Yeah, and it's not like uh, a typical hood. There's all kinds of races and people, and yeah, and all all every color of people are there, and they're all committing crime, right? Yeah. <laughs> Additionally. A lot of people go to Alaska that have committed crimes. Yes. Because it's so far away. Yeah. That they don't think they'll be extradited back to wherever they committed their crime. 
And honestly, if you think about it, you commit a crime in Florida and you go to Alaska, it's really hard to get you back, right? Yeah. They got to send somebody up there. They got to fly them up there. Oh, go. Right? It's, yeah, it's good. They got the whole spectrum. It's It goes from well, the reasons why people go up there. It goes all the way from like stoner to stone cold killer, you know, like exactly. that, that whole spectrum in between. And you're so close to Canada that like, you know, the just like any law enforcement agency is like, oh, we can go, yeah, we'll go get them in Alaska. No. Because mm-hmm. if they go into Canada, that's a whole other bureaucracy mm-hmm. of, you know, getting into Canada, whatever. And that part of Canada isn't very populated. Right. At all. So, like, so like even though we have good extradition with uh, the United States, with Canada, um, there is still a bureaucracy of getting warrants and whatever. Yeah, and and let if if you're clever about you know not using your credit card or uh, using an assumed name or whatever, for the most part, you, you got a pretty free run. Alaska, <laughs> yeah. right? And there is there is a show called Alaskan Troopers, yeah. and they always talk about that. They're like everybody that breaks the law, you know, south comes up here. And it's really hard to catch them because, you know, there's all these different, you know, laws and rules that you have to follow to catch them. And not to mention if they're not using their name or another, an alias or whatever, it's nearly impossible. Or native land, all that stuff. All that stuff, right. But this, this, this story is about, um, a guy, his wife, and their kids, and um, a few cousins that have a fishing vessel. And this vessel is called the Investor. Mm-hmm. And it's a, like, this guy is relatively He's a sweet young. piece. They said it was yeah. the, the nicest, the nicest one in that area. Well, to put it in perspective, it burned for an entire day and didn't sink. That's true. So, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Um, but on this particular voyage, they come into Craig, Alaska. And I didn't really understand this, but they tied up with other boats. Is that what you do when you're like, you, like they didn't come into port and tie up in port, right? They tied up on another boat. Um, yeah, it was something like that. But that 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 could have been. Um, they they have pretty uh, pretty big uh, tides. Okay. So okay. So if you anchor or stay back, you know what I mean, and everybody ties off of the same same thing, you can kind of keep them all the boats in one place. That's what I'm assuming. But I, I know they have some pretty significant tides up in Alaska. So that might have play into it. So this boat was no joke. It was, um, I've heard like a million, but a lot of people say like uh, the high eight hundreds. I, 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 I guarantee it's, it's well, it, it was what? Eight, 82. I, the boat nowadays would have been 
worth or easily 1.5 million. I mean, it's it was a $850,000 boat in 82. You're talking about a 58 foot top of the line fishing vessel. So it's yeah, that's a that's a hell of a boat he had. It looked like um, that show Deep Sea. Mm-hmm. That's on Discovery Channel, right? It's it's like a really nice boat. Yeah. yeah. So this guy's from Washington. Um, his name's Mark. Um, his wife is with him. His two kids are with him, and they she's pull pregnant. in. She's pregnant, <laughs> right? They pull in, and when they pull in, um, they're happy. They made a shit ton of money um, for their haul. So, like, salmon was, I, I what I read was peak market price. Yeah. Right? And they had made a bunch of money. So they went to dinner, um, and they pull it. They pull into port, and they go to dinner. And um, there was one guy, and he had been fired um, in the previous session, and his name was John Peel. So John Peel had been fired by. Captain Mark and they didn't really say why but it's important to note that the rest of the crew still kind of made contact had contact with him and he was working on another vessel yeah him and his wife were only 28 right yeah so they were young this John Peel guy that had been fired um, the rest of the crew had still had contact with him and he had been he was working on another vessel but when they come into port the other crew meet up with this guy to buy drugs is what they say that's what they yeah. say yeah so I don't know what drugs are I don't know if it's weed or like acid. Yeah, or, yeah I don't know. They never said. They never really said. Um, That's because they, they, they're, they're alleging. They are. So they, are. they don't have to be specific. So. That night, they go back. Mark and his family go back. About nine, I think it was. Right. They get back on they get back on the boat and they go to um, in the morning there's a storm that blew in that night. There's a storm. Yeah. And in the morning um, they go to a nearby island. There's a there's an island that's nearby. And people see him see the investor leaving. Mm-hmm. Um and actually like people wave. Yeah, and, there was somebody on there, and then he uh, waved back. They wave to somebody. They think it's Mark, right? Yeah. And then he's 
He takes the he, yeah, he takes the boat out into an inlet and then mm-hmm. leaves it and comes back with the uh the this the ship was big enough to have its own skiff. Right. And and he took the skiff this guy took the skiff back to the the dock where I believe he was also seen at that time too. Right. So but not not all from a dip far from what I understand. <clears throat> Um, so then the boat is on fire and what, what they had before then, the skiff had come back and gotten to like, I, I didn't see how, they didn't say how big, but I guess two containers of gasoline. Right. Boat Right. So I'm guessing five gallons or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mark and his wife Irene um, so he went back and bar- set that boat on fire well that's where oh, it was in that oh. little skiff went yeah, right right that, that skiff so it's this guy named Mark Colhurst and his wife Irene they have two kids and a kid in waiting and then um, his nephew Yes, four and deckhands. Chris Heyman, 18. Keown, Moon, and Mike Stewart, all 19. And they they were like, they're not like wimpy dudes. They're like athletes. Like the one guy playing on the football team, like, they're, they're like big fishermen dudes, right? Yeah. But um, this guy on the skiff comes back gets gas, comes back to the boat, <clears throat> and then sets it on fire. So he sets it on fire, and another boat had seen that this was happening, and they go out to see it, and when they go towards the boat, the skiff is going past them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa. Whoa. Are there people on the boat? He's like, yeah, it's burning. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they're like, okay. So they, they like scramble. Guess we'll and, save them. <laughs> yeah, right? And they get, they get like the, the pump boat that like can, you know, spray water on it. Mm-hmm. And they do that for a day. Is that right? Yeah, they had to work on it for a minute. By the time they got to it, it was it was they. Uh, I think it was the um, investigator that said that he said that it was just just black smoke rolling out of it with flames in it. And he goes, it was one of the most ominous and heart wrenching things he'd seen. Right, and whoever's on the skiff actually gets to the port talks to like several people right but yeah. he, talks, he has like first hand encounters with like three or four people and then disappears mm-hmm. so they finally get the fire like quelled they pull it back into port and everybody's dead. Yeah. 
Everybody that we just mentioned has died. And the kids, the mom and dad, the deckhands, everybody's like dead. So they're like, what the hell happened? Well, here, everybody had been shot. Yep. They were all executed. They're all, everybody's like, well, there was the guy on the skiff. So when I was in psychology class, they said Mm -hmm. they don't do this anymore. But they said they used to have this thing where this guy would be like, hey, man, I need you to sign off on this class. I did it. I didn't get credit for it. And, you know, I have my test results here. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll get to you after class. He's like, now we're doing it now. The guy's like, yeah, okay. The professor's like, yeah, okay, give me a minute. And he's like, no. And he pulls out a gun, shoots the professor. The professor grabs his chest. He has like a blood pack, right? Yeah. Falls down and he goes out the door. And then they, the professor gets up and he's like, okay, what did he look like? And there right. was, everybody had to write down what he looked like. And there were so many very, like, varied um, details about what the guy looked like. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened here. <laughs> Everybody's a Yeah, it, they, they say people were the worst witnesses. <laughs> yeah. This, everybody, everybody talked to him, like, well, he had, like, pockmarks, and he was like... There was, a, there was a show a while back, I want to say maybe it was the Brain Games show, where they... They they did they staged crimes in front of a bunch of pedestrians, you know, just people walking around don't, don't know any better, and and they'd stage a crime in front of them, and then they would do the same thing. They'd sit them all down and ask them, "Hey, do you mind taking this thing real quick? What did he look like? What was he wearing? Blah, what was it male, female? Blah blah." And they they were wildly all over the place, and they were talking to a detective at the time, and he goes, "Yeah, well, that's what he said. He said people were the are the worst eyewitnesses." Mm-hmm. So then they they have like a composite sketch and it's really shoddy. It really is. Yeah. It really is like a shoddy sketch. Now somebody got yeah. the there was somebody with I think what what did they say? They said he had a pock face though. Yeah, they had, he had a pock mark face. Pock complexion or something like that. Which this guy this guy looks like everybody in 86. Yeah. He's, he's got a mullet. Yeah. It, like, he listens to White Snake. Like, <laughs> it's right. this, this is what he looks like. You know what I mean? <clears throat> he's wearing a Def Leppard t-shirt. Totally. So then, it's like two years. And really, the only thing they come up with was this guy, John Peel, who had been fired um, earlier. And they're like, it's him. It's him. Mm-hmm. So they go and they take him to fucking trial. Oh, yeah. And and so the first one's a hung jury. Mm-hmm. And they fucking prosecute him again. Mm-hmm. 
And the second time, it's like he's innocent. Yeah, they found him not guilty. And he's like, his whole... So, if you ever look at pictures of this, one of the most brilliant things his fucking defense attorney did is they put him in a ski mask. Which, I didn't know you could do that. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, people couldn't point him out. They couldn't say for sure that it was him. And so he had, he fought two of these and he won the second one. And the first time he's like, you know, man, this is really sad. Like the hung jury, he's like, this is sad. Like, yeah, I got fired, but like, I have a job. Like, mm-hmm. I still talk to everybody that was on the crew. Like, we're not, I don't, I didn't hate him enough to kill him. Like, that's not, yeah, what it was. Right. But they just, they were like, they needed somebody to convict. And he ends up, after getting exonerated, he sues them for a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, it was was 900,000. Well, that's what he got. But I think he sued them for like 750 million. Yeah, he sued them for like an outrageous amount. But then the settlement was 900,000 to recoup his legal fees. And um, that's what happened. That was it. So he gets his legal fee. And they said, um, you know, what do you think happened? He's like, you know, I get it, but I'm not going to last. I'm not going to, like, waste any more, you know, time and energy on this. You already tried to pin it on me. I, I don't care anymore. And... That was it. Like they tried. Yeah, his his quote was his quote was great. It was um, somebody was responsible for this. Somebody out there knows what happened, but I'm not going to waste any more of my life on it. And part of the reason was that he got the settlement was because what uh, it was a detective had written on a piece of paper that said. That they really didn't have anything but the composite sketch. Like, there was zero physical evidence. Zero. And even the circumstantial evidence, you know, like, he sold them drugs. So what? Like, they they could never pinpoint, like, a motive. Yeah, that was the uh, police chief, Shapley. He was convinced that it was the uh, result of a drug deal gone bad. Right. And they could never pinpoint, like, why that would happen or, you know, any anything. So, like... According to, he, according to that former uh, police chief, they, they say Craig floated on a... They say Craig floated on drugs in those days. <laughs> What she said was bullshit, and I did. Well, nah, that I was that was somebody that. else. That was that was the uh, the guy, one of the uh, people that the investigators that scoured through the boat, looking through the ashes for teeth and bone fragments. He said bullshit. So that's it. That's all it is. <laughs> it's a bunch of people got executed on this boat. The investor. They tried to pin it on somebody. 
John Peel. And when they tried to pin it on him, there was really no evidence that said he did it. Um, he's been exonerated. And now it's like a really great mystery. And the police in Alaska aren't doing anything because they, they think they have the right man. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the facts. Okay, so <laughs> here's the major problem mm-hmm. is exactly what we just said before. He looks like every dude in 1986 that listens mm-hmm. to White Snake. And that's what everybody said. Literally, the mayor of the town was one of the people that talked to him. Um, his, his name was Lee Alexander. And he said he's just a guy. He could have been anybody else. He was super cool. Um, but he came on, He, you know, he, he said, yeah, there's people on there. He came on ashore. He talked to like three people. The mayor was one of them. And then he just disappeared. And he said, there's 500 guys in this town that look just like him. Mm-hmm. And that is true. If you look at this guy, this like even the sketch, he looks like everybody in 1986. Yeah, but and to be fair... And nobody at that point's going, this is the guy that did it. I should remember what the fuck he looks like, you know? So, um, there's a few theories. So, as One, far, real quick, as far as timeline goes, when they came from that dinner at 9.30 and got back on the boat, so was the whole crew. It was like everybody that we talked about. They were all on there. And then like a storm happened that night. And what they said was, is that it was at that moment that whoever killed them got onto the boat that night, shot them all dead, returned the next day and drove them or shot them dead. And then he returned, what was it? He returned the next day. And moved the boat? Yeah, because... Oh, no, he moved the boat. Then the next day, he came back and set it on fire. So it was two separate days. So a lot of people thought when they saw the boat still there in the morning that it should have already been out to fish again. Right. Because the season was coming to an end. Right. And they said it was weird that it hadn't left. But then everybody hits it hard right at the end. Right. But then, you know, it was still there. And then if, when it did start to pull away, somebody did wave at somebody, you know, on the shore or on the dock or whatever. They waved to him. And that was like enough. And everybody, it, it is the 80s. There's not a, I, I don't understand because there's CBs and shit, right, Ben? I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would have had radios yeah but he like 
he said there was some there was some other skipper that was nearby. He just waved he waved nonchalantly at him as he drove by, and apparently at that point that was him, and all the people were dead underneath and down below. And um, he he drove the boat out to some inlet, and then a little while later he come motoring back on the um, the investor's skiff, and then he returned the next afternoon. So that skiff would have had to have been sitting in the dock that belonged to the investor. And the investor is at this point is sitting where it eventually is found on fire. And he, that's when he comes back the next afternoon and gets with the cans of gasoline and went back out to the um, boat, set it on fire and then came back to the town and then vanished after talking to several people. So, okay. And when the when the the chief Ray Shapley got there, he said that's the one that said there was black smoke coming out from the wheelhouse, but there was nobody on deck, and uh, it made the hair on the back of his neck stand up. So it was like, like blowing out, flaming up, good. Everybody pointed to John Peel, mm-hmm. and there was no real good motive. Now, there was another like, detective there that was from Washington State that was helping him out with the case. Um, his name was uh, uh, McNeil, um, Dave McNeil. He was helping with the investigation. Mm-hmm. And he... Uh, He's the one that said that the drug thing was bullshit. Because it kind of sounds like it is. But he said it was a, he, to his, what he said was it was a pretty damn good investigation. He, he says that they, they, you know, cross the T's and dot their I's. Fine. You get fired, but you still know everybody. You know them well enough that they're going to call you for drugs because they just, like, killed it for the season, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just whatever. You, you know them, like, well enough that they're like, hey, let's call John. He's probably got drugs. And I don't, they never say what the drugs are. They never, right. they never said if it's weed or coke or whatever. No. So, fine. They call John, all right? And he's like, yeah, totally. Let's meet up. <laughs> but you have to murder everybody? That yeah. is like the diff for me. That's, that's a vendetta. Why, I get why like, the jury's like, no. Like, it's it makes no sense. So wait, they're going to buy drugs for you, but then you're going to murder them? Like, that yeah. makes no that makes no sense at all. You know what I mean? And and yeah, he does look like like the personal accounts, but like they say, there's 500 other guys in that town that look exactly like them. So now, one thing that I heard um, from because there's not a ton on this because Alaska, the like. The investigators for this, they just fuck. They they were like, we had our guy, and we didn't have enough to convict him, and they just shut it down. 
So like, there's, they literally say it's John Peel. We just couldn't convict him. Which to me, I think sometimes you get tunnel vision in an investigation. Yeah. And I think that's what happened here. Mm -hmm. So there was other stuff. Like a lot of people were skeptical of how he got a ship like that at 28. Yeah, because it, it, like you said, it was a hell of a ship and it was the nicest one of anybody's fleet. And they said by far it was the nicest one of anybody's. Right. And a lot of people had said that there had been. You know, the investor was kind of, um, um, a pseudonym, sort of, Mm -hmm. for, like, nefarious (laughs) funds that came in. (laughs) Right. Now, according to his uh, sister, Lori Hart, though, um... They said everybody said he's a hard worker, super hard worker. She said that he he had swore he was going to retire by the time he was fifty, and she never doubted it because he was he was always uh, banging away, always had irons on the fire. She said so, and that's what most people said about him. They said, but like he was really well loved. They, they everybody liked him. They say he was a super nice guy. That um, everybody said he was the best skipper around. Um, super great guy to work for, all that stuff. So, I mean, you know, all his guys, uh, some of the some of the deckhands that died were even saying that about Mark. And you you, you start to wonder if how like the Keown guys, uh, older brother Brian, he said he was the best skipper around. Every one of his crew wanted to be like Mark. And if that dude's brother saying that and he knew nefarious shit was going on, which he would because it's his brother, mm-hmm. you would think he would be like, that piece of shit got my brother killed with his bullshit drug dealing. You know what I mean? You'd think there'd be at least one of the family members that knew what was going on if it was big drug deals going and they went wrong and they would blame him, you know? They wouldn't be going around going, he's a great guy. The other thing is the police... And this was something I read and I saw in a YouTube documentary. So take that with yeah. what you will. But there were like 29 pictures and eight of them were John Peel. Hmm. And people were like, yeah, that's the guy. That's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> if, if like, yeah, a quarter to a third of them are the pictures of John Peel. Yeah, then, yeah. Right? And, you know, you look at pictures from that time, it almost I've heard of cases even where they they use, they've used, um, um, where, you know, it's like if it's a guy that's been in and out of prison a few times Mm -hmm. and he's got like several pictures on file and they, they, they put those, those mug shots in and they just leave one as an exemption and all the rest of them are the dude they want them to pick out. It's like, well, right. that's, that's more so like, right there. Right. And, and I, like, I have a problem with sometimes like the police work backwards. They mm-hmm. pick somebody 
Yeah. And then they work backwards and they're like, well, we'll make it him, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's easy to do that when you can manipulate all the evidence right. and you have all the And that leads resources. to your tunnel vision. That, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but like back to Mark and Irene, a lot of people had thought like this, this boat had, you know, it's in a little above their pay grade. Yeah. Yeah. Like in its infancy, it was, it was developed out of some kind of nefarious funds or there was somebody that, um, had an interest like an investor <laughs> mm -hmm. and um that was how they got their money to get the boat which honestly you're 28 and you have a million dollar boat you can make bad you're, decisions you're either you're either the best fisherman ever and in this like also this is 1986 so like hold on real quick let me just look at this real quick give me one second let me let me log in my phone Mm -hmm. um, one million dollars uh, one one two three one two and 1986 82 okay fine 82 September 5th 8, 1982 yeah it's three million bucks what is so like the, the boat? The boat. So like it's three. It's a three million dollar boat. Yeah, it's up there. Even, That's what I was saying. It's it was it was. There's no way. Even that, right that now, eight fifty holds up nowadays. I, That's a. I don't know what you were doing at twenty eight. What were you doing at twenty eight? Man, I can't remember what I was a, doing yesterday. <laughs> Do you have a three million dollar boat? No. No, me either. I don't fucking. I had three million dollar dreams of boats. I had. A, I had, I had a three million dollar, or I had a three thousand dollar Porsche that needed a <laughs> 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 Fucking, I think I had a, uh, I think I had a thirteen hundred dollar fucking minivan. But like, you know what I mean? Like that seems like way out of character um, for somebody that is doing it right now. Like, I get it. You're a fisherman. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's called the investor. Mm hmm Could have been investing in their future. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing is, none of the other crew, because they did an extensive investigation on the crew. Yeah. See none if it of the was other one of them that got him killed. Exactly. And none of the other crew like came up with any kind of red flags or like any kind of like evidence or anything like that. Yeah. And that was kind of why they focused on John Peel. And that was really it. And 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 you know, like 
that was probably to the state's demise was that the one thing that they had was that he got fired was like really not that strong of a argument because he one he was already working on another ship yeah he said he was asleep on that ship when the murders took place right and then and not only that like the people on their ship called him for drugs so like he obviously doesn't have that bad of a relationship with him you know what I mean right so yeah but he might have a different sometimes things happen behind closed doors those guys might not have been aware of maybe him and Mark had something else going on you know and they he, he was like yeah I'll take this opportunity to come over and sell you some drugs shoot you in your fucking face you know <clears throat> okay well, we're gonna get into that in the next part but that's where we're at like that's pretty much all the facts I mean yeah there's and, uh, the, and there, there's it. not yeah didn't there's not it. a you could like there's a bunch of other stuff but like the main points are pretty much what we told you yeah there, and there there are other things that come into play but like honestly they're all like auxiliary they're not they're yeah. not the focus of like what happened so let's get into what we think Okay, I'm going to go first in this one. All right, Tim. <laughs> so, I don't think it was John Peel. Okay. I don't I don't think it had anything to do with anybody on the boat except for um, Mark, the the main guy. Yeah. And that's why I say that. It's because his, Mark Colhorse is his name. So, the reason I think that it's because um, the boat and, and that you don't give a boat to somebody like that and I, I know people say you worked his ass off whatever now mm-hmm. <laughs> now I, I've been in, I, I've been in business too long to know that you don't come from nothing and then get it without something attached to it yeah Yeah, so like everybody's like he worked his ass off he works okay cool awesome great but he's 28 he's 28 Mm -hmm. and so what did they say it was three thirty thousand dollars was this haul right 38 yeah yeah okay 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 cool let's just let's just go with that thirty thousand dollars all right, thirty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. You get a million dollar boat for thirty thousand dollars. No, you don't. Now you get a three hundred thousand dollar boat. Yeah, an eight fifty credit th- score. For right for thirty thousand bucks, you get for a thirty thousand dollar haul. You get a three hundred thousand dollar boat. You don't get a million dollar boat. Mm-hmm. So like, 
in my opinion, I do think this John Peel guy got railroaded. I think, like, they tried to they tried to have one narrative, and it was to their fault because it sounds ridiculous that like somebody that's that young in their twenties has that much of a vendetta that they're like, fuck you. I'm going to kill your wife, your kids, mm-hmm. all your deckhands, set the boat on fire, get in a skiff, talk to a bunch of people, and then fucking disappear. Right. <laughs> like, in my opinion, in my opinion, somebody was curbing their risk in the fishing industry. Totally possible. I mean, you watch Darius catch. Some guys are pretty cutthroat sometimes, man. They bet on. It wasn't even one of the dudes convicted of murder on Deadliest Catch or some shit. Right. They bet on. They bet on this guy. And when they did, um, he didn't come through. Mm Hmm. And when he didn't come through, because thirty thousand dollars with a million dollar boat is not coming through. Mm-hmm. And when he didn't come through, they're like, "Everybody, there go." And then it was like insurance time. The only thing about the insurance is that did anybody get it? Yeah, that's that's the question I have. I don't know what the, the payout went to or what, and that could be in the fine print. Might be answer some questions. I I I would think if it if it went somewhere, you're like, even if it was like an investment group or something like that, you know, like it would fall back on them or whoever the lender was. Maybe I don't know because I wouldn't think he paid cash for the boat, right? No, probably not. So there's going to be a lender. I wonder if the um, insurance falls back on the lender. So my theory is that he went in business with somebody that was either... So at this time, I know this sounds crazy, but at this time, there was still, there was mafia in Alaska. And the reason was because Alaska, they have giant amounts of money, right? Mm -hmm. For stuff, right? They have oil. Yeah, everybody gets a check in Alaska. They have, yeah, right. They have fish. They have all this stuff you can make money on, like big amounts of money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think either he got like a loan shark loan Mm -hmm. with predatory interest rates or, or hikes or whatever. And he didn't meet that. Um, Or he, another fisherman 
went rogue and was like, I'm going to team up with you and gave him the money to do it. And he didn't come through and eliminated him. Because mm-hmm. that boat was able to make so much money. And if you eliminate that boat, you can make that money. Mm-hmm. But the John Peel angle, it's to me makes no sense and I get why it was a hung jury and then it was exonerated yeah it makes that that to me makes total sense because like but okay he fired him so but like they're still good friends enough to like call him for drugs which means they trust him right Mm -hmm. but he's gonna be so mad that he kills Kids, yeah, the kids, dude. The kids, he would have most likely named she was pregnant, too. You know how hard it is to kill a five year old? Hmm. I, I don't know, I'm not a killer, but like, I would think if I was like an assassin, a five year old would be the most difficult because they're like the cutest. Yeah, yeah. You, you, it's like the movies you see sometimes where they got like that that one stipulation, like I won't do kids, and then they show up and they it's a kid, and they're like, nope, I'm not gonna do it, and the whole movie starts. Yeah, my son's five. My son's yeah. like the cutest thing on earth, right? Right. I and couldn't they, imagine. Yeah, five and four, him. a five year old girl and a four year old boy. Right, I couldn't imagine like shooting him, like realistically. As somebody like in this position, what Alaska cops are saying they did, I just I, I can't imagine. There, that's like a level of hatred that just didn't fit with this guy. Yeah. So he got fired in his twenties. Like people get fired in their twenties. You're you're like, you know I mean? you're yeah, not, not. You're yeah. not there yet. You know, you're, it's not like the end of your life you know um so i think i think somebody had uh, some kind of interest and mm-hmm. took him out took him out that's what i think yeah i'm pretty much on the same same kind of lines i mean i had a i, I was looking into the peel guy pretty hard at first because <coughs> i was trying to see if it was like if there was something else to it but like you said, the only other thing that he could have interest in is if there was like some big drug thing going on. And according to the guy I mentioned earlier that was helping out from Washington State, was um, he was convinced that it, he, they, he said the drugs had nothing to do with it. He was convinced that they had the right guy, that Peel was the guy. And but the more you look at it, it's like you said, there's just there's just not enough for somebody to go completely but it wasn't this wasn't a this wasn't um what they call crime of passion where it was right. messy and brutal and you know what i mean it was, no, it was executed executed right then then carefully and thoughtfully and with patience and calm and he talked over two to days people. you know what i mean that's that's a right. lot of that's that's ice in your veins so he waved to people Mm-hmm. And then talk to people. It sounds like a hit. It sounds like a hit. 
Sounds like a hit. He went and got gas, dog. Now here's the he thing. Was like, <laughs> here's what the thing is. I know he went. He like the whole next day. Like yeah, he knew right. he could he's just. Like, he's like, you know, what I need, I need gas. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not gonna get up early. <laughs> it's not even funny, but yeah, it is. I'm not even rolling out of bed until <laughs> noon, bro. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, like I said, I mean, that takes a, that takes a, there's something there that takes a level of cool right, to, to pull off that because he wasn't like, like you said, where it's like, oh crap, what do I do? Panic. Don't trying to hide his face from people. He's fucking waving at him. And, and, and then instead of just like taking the boat out somewhere and like trying to sink it or setting it on fire right immediately, you know, cause you could, you could just get all the cloths and everything you could pile them in the center and start them on fire and get off the yeah, boat. Yeah, but that, that thing burned for a whole day. Yeah, so he didn't do that. Like, that's it was all thoughtful, legit... careful, play, planned out, and what he was trying but, to do was destroy legit, evidence. That's a legit boat mm-hmm. that can burn for a day and not sink. Yeah. They, they end up towing it in. Yeah, yeah, they towed it in because it, uh, it, uh, it did not sink at all. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is funny because that's there was this <laughs> a long a, a while back there the um, I was I believe it was Iran was trying to show their their naval might mm-hmm. because what had happened is somebody was looking on Google Earth and they saw this this boat and it looked like an American aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. But when they compared it size-wise to the things around it, it was nowhere near the size of the of a normal American aircraft carrier. And what it was was their little exercise video where they put this carrier, they just built it out of sheet steel, welded together, blah blah blah, made this floating craft that resembled the shape of American aircraft carrier, so they could show their naval might and sink it on camera and show how they could sink a, uh, a U.S aircraft carrier right yeah and they drove around that thing they hit it with they hit it with rocket propelled grenades they were shooting it with getting 50 cal mounted guns they right. they they were that thing didn't they had to tow it back into shore <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you see on google earth was when after after they tried to wreck it and their their little propaganda video failed because they couldn't get it to sink they couldn't even get a fake boat to sink that's funny. That's what immediately what I thought of when I was thinking of that fire burn. I was like that <laughs> stupid video of them trying to sink a boat they built. But yeah, that mean I think too. Here's here's the other thing I think too. There's there could be something with this. Mark, they were based out of Blaine, Washington. Right. So he's got a boat that can go from Alaska, bypass Canada. And go to Washington. That probably is important to somebody. I agree. So if you want to get something, you know, and here's the thing too, is back back in that time, um, that's when and 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 all the way up until the nineties until Canada switched positions, they had grow ops were a thing up in Canada, big time. Right? right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, there was like a lot of them. People didn't realize how how much it was, but there was these grow ops, and they were growing weed because weed was illegal, and that all the weed we were getting tons of weed coming down from Canada because there was these people. They would what they do is they take these um, 
they take the cargo boxes, right? They get a bunch of cargo boxes, go out in the Canadian wilderness. They dig holes in the ground, drop these boxes down in them, and then they grow weed in them. And okay. what they do is they blindfold a bunch of people. I think they called them clippers. Mm. Um, and what they do is they blindfold them. They drive in a van to the location, take them down underground. Then they take the hood off. And all they do is clip the leaves off of buds all day long. And they're trimming all the buds out so that they can sell them. And then they blindfold them and they take them back and they make a bunch of money off of them. It was a big thing in Canada and it got real big in like the 90s. Um, so there could be uh, something to do with that. It also well, I'm going to say, I'm gonna to say this the real I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this real quick. Hawaii and Alaska were the first and only states before California went medicinal that you were allowed to have your own pot. Mm-hmm. You were allowed to have your own pot plants. So, but you weren't these, in Canada or the United States mainland. Okay, you weren't. So but now you got a we, guy that's got a boat that can bypass those two. Yeah, but weed in Alaska and weed in Hawaii was just allowed. Yeah, but it wasn't. They did. But if you got to take it somewhere else to make big money, because if, if if you're allowing it, you're not going to make big money. If you're not allowing oh, so you, it, you're going to you make think, big money. You think that they're coming to Washington with it? Yeah, that's what I, I, I think that now he that's, was using. That's actually a really and I And I think point. what happened that's was. That's a really is, solid point. Cause yeah. like, because honestly, you were allowed 12 plants per person. And mm-hmm. so like a plant can yield almost a pound of weed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's 12 pounds of weed. So... If you have like fuck, say you have twenty people, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have two hundred forty pounds of weed. Yeah, that would kind of fit into my narrative that it's something else. Yeah, and and like I said, it's not it's the not guy. The, it's not Canada the guy wasn't... giving you like a quarterback yeah. or like an eight ball. It's somebody. Is moving massive, and that makes sense. That you have a million dollar boat in the eighties. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Because you know who else had million dollar boats in the eighties? All the dudes down Miami there. Vice. Fun, all the dudes uh, down in Miami, bro. Uh, <laughs> Crockett and Tubbs. All those dudes down in Miami had million dollar cigarette boats, man. Yeah, man. I mean. They were you running know? drugs across as faster than they could catch them. So, and I, well, and I have always thought the boat name, the investor, mm-hmm. is really cryptic. It's yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah. Why'd you name it the investor? Yeah. Yeah. And name I think it King Salmon. My, or... So what my my what my theory is is that he did, like you said, somebody invested mm-hmm. to get in this boat. And under the stipulation that after the season, when he returned home, that he would, all through the fishing season while they're growing, they package it, put it on the boat. He returns down to Washington with all this weed and he tried to back out of it. Because like $30,000 compared to a million dollar boat, like 
there's okay look there's like a fishing game that you can play on online and you get a spear right and it starts with the spear and you have like a little rowboat right mm-hmm. right and, and that fish is 50 bucks well then yeah. you get a bigger boat and then you have your little spear and you get you get hit more on that bigger boat but then you get like the hydraulic spear and you get like the 500 dollars fish right yeah and and so on and so on and so on until you're making a million dollars hitting fish Okay, why the fuck are they on a million dollar boat making thirty thousand dollars? Well, that was one haul, right, dude? Or was they that their season total? Well, even if they do it twice, what's sixty thousand? Well, no, there's they were still they were at the uh, end of the they season. They were at the season. end of the season, and their season, even if it's thirty, it's not enough. It's not enough to cover that million. Something else is something. I doubt that thirty thousand was total haul. I bet you that's one haul because you go out, you you go out for so long, you come back, you weigh your haul, you get paid, and then you go back out again. You keep doing that until the season's over. They were one week away from the season. That's what it said. Yeah. So like they didn't do that, and it's called the investor. The investor means. It means somebody else fucking gave him money, man. I think so. I think somebody gave him money, and I think I think you, you call it, otherwise you call it the big mark or fucking. And I don't, X, I don't know, if, I don't know if, from the way I feel about it is that 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 what I said happened didn't happen under an initial agreement. Like there wasn't like we'll give you this money as long as you do this. I think they came back to him and said, "Hey, look, we need you to do this for us since we're we're footing the bill on this." And, I he, agree with you. and and he I, and he and he turned them down. Something, something else happened. And the people that really were concerned about because it, not the bank, kill, whoever gave him the money, right. but the people behind that bank that were calling the shots, said, "Well, then we'll just fucking take him out." When you kill kids, it means everybody's got to go. That's a message, man. That is the message. Everybody's got to go. <laughs> And when everybody has to go, you're cleaning that's, the house. That's deeper than just some guy you fired. Yeah, that's cleaning and the I, house. And, and you can't blame the juries for saying hung jury, even at the time when drugs were terrible, right? I mean, dude, look, look, we were at that age when they were like, drugs are horrible, right? We were mm-hmm. dare kids. Me yeah. and you were dare kids, right? Right. And they're like, drugs are horrible. But even me and you are mm-hmm. like, for weed? Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Like, I didn't know that was part of this. <laughs> right. It's not, it's, it's just not enough. And I, I think even at the time. But like uh, I said, you can't, you can't be overlooked that I know now it's like the entire country of Canada went completely legal wreck, the entire country. Right. But they weren't like that. That back then, they weren't like that at all. They were no, but Alaska they were fighting was. against all the the grow ops, and they they didn't have a okay. Their, their, t- our big you. our big problems at that time were crack and cocaine, right? 
but their big problem were these grow ops because they couldn't regulate them. They couldn't find them and, and it drove them nuts and they were so making my, money hand over fist doing it. So my senior year, um, you had to pick a topic in government and you had to write a 20 page paper on one topic and I picked weed <laughs> and I didn't even smoke weed really in high school. I really didn't. I didn't smoke weed until I moved to California. Um, but the first thing I cited, my was hey, that, guy, my work, a guy that I worked with was uh, that one of the builders that we worked for. He said, uh, he said uh, I was telling him about somebody, a buddy of mine. He goes, oh, he said California sober. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he doesn't do anything but smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, people say it all the time. They're like. I'm not a, I'm not a party tonight, dude. I'm just gonna sit home. I'm gonna have a glass of red wine and just smoke some pop, bro. And yeah. you're like, dude, that's fucking yeah. you're yeah. partying. I don't that's know. It. That's it. That's what you. That's what we were gonna do too. But like, listen, honestly, I didn't smoke pot. I, I like I would smoke at when I was drunk. People like, you want to smoke a joint? I'm like, cool. But then I moved to LA and. I had anxiety and somebody's like you just need to smoke pot and yeah. I started and I started smoking like medicinal pot and I'm like oh I get it and then I was like I smoked it for a long time but back to like the high school thing I I wrote this paper and the first thing I cited was that Alaska and Hawaii they were because they were the last two states in the union, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing that their native people said is you can't take weed away because Alaska had the Northern Lights and Hawaii had Maui Waui, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. But they had grown that, it was part of their deal, and they were allowed to smoke it. They've, it's been legal there since the beginning. So, like, you've always been allowed to have 12 plants in Alaska and Hawaii. And so, like, when I read this, and the first thing I thought was back to high school, and I'm like, he didn't fucking, not for weed. Yeah. Not for weed. The cocaine, okay. I guess you're getting cocaine in Alaska, but I said none of that makes any sense. Like for this maybe John if it's coming Peel from guy. Russia. Okay, well this John Peel guy, uh, where's he getting his cocaine? You know, it just didn't make any sense. However, the guy that owns the boat, you know, mm-hmm. you have a family, and you're like, I need a boat. And then it's called the investor. (laughs) (laughs) It means there's more people involved. And that's why I kind of think something happened with him. Because that makes a lot more sense than this, you know, guy he fired that already has another job. In my opinion. Well, I mean, even if it was a bank that legit loaned him the thing. There's there's people at the bank like that work there that are people, right? right so exactly, 
they can get got to. You know, they, they, you can have, like you said, if the mafia was up there, they could step in, find out that this, this bank loaned the money for this guy to get this boat, and that boat's perfect to take this on. And they tried to get him to do it, and he, and he uh, told him no. And he might be a stand-up guy and be like, you know what, don't come to me again, or I'll fucking tell everybody what you said. I wouldn't have my family on the boat. I wouldn't talk a ton of shit with my family next to me. Here's why. We have a we have a family friend. Actually, where we where your brother got married and I got married. Yeah. The girl that runs that is from Zimbabwe. Right. She's like, let's go to Zimbabwe. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know why now? It's because by myself, maybe. Me and you, probably not. Me, you, and the kids, no fucking way. Here's why. <laughs> we get there, and then what? I get fucking hijacked? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with you? Right. Like, they're just gonna take you and the kids. You're blonde. <laughs> <laughs> And the kids are blind. They're just like, where? What is my defense? Like, how am I supposed to defend that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, as a dad, and when I told her that, she's like, "Well, I don't think it's that bad." And then she talked to the girl, actually, Michaela, that was her yeah, involved. Yes. Yeah. And Michaela's like, "Yeah, no, no." Actually, my parents just moved here because <laughs> yeah. it's really bad. Yeah, I get the fuck my out. Parents, my parents well, the, just moved The temperature to changes over there real quick. Yeah, <clears throat> po- she's, like, politically. My parents, she's like, my parents moved to Indiana because it's really bad. Mm-hmm. They got asylum because there's like this uprising. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you should not go there. <laughs> right. <laughs> At all. And... And you know she's from there. That's yeah. like me saying you shouldn't get a Thieves. lot of bad blood with a white <laughs> around that area. Totally. Yeah. Hey, it, yeah. Right. Well, it used to be so, like, like what we talked about. She's a roadie. Michaela's exactly. a roadie. She was a uh, the British Empire had <coughs> renamed so, like, the country Rhodesia. So why would you like? The captain was caught completely off guard. You wouldn't. Well, he's not. He's not thinking that. I don't think. I. I just. Don't I would. Think he, he might not have taken it serious because he might have been like, you know, he's no. A dummy. And, and then he's saying to himself, "I'm going," because it could have happened the day before. You know what I mean? At any point when they were on shore or something like that, and maybe he's like, "Nah, what? I don't even know what the fuck that guy." And we're getting out of here tomorrow anyway. You know what I mean? You're a dad. You taking your wife and kids with the possibility of somebody coming back on you? Because, listen, why would they kill the guys that just bought the drugs from them? All right, uh, fine, fine. It's it's that John Peel guy. Why would you kill the guys that just bought like? I guess yeah. they're witnesses. Or fine, but like you, like 
He could, I, like I said, it could so... just been a. It sounded like a message, and it's like, hey, yeah, right. if the next That's fucking exactly. boat captain we ask to do this, exact, you better fucking take that is it serious. Ex- that is exactly what it sounds like. That I, I agree with you. Yeah, because like so. you're a dad, I'm a dad. You wouldn't put your whole entire family at risk. You might they, put yourself yeah, no, at risk. And then I think they like they're. I think they're overlooking that, at, like that part of it. How how cool and calculated this was. It wasn't like this right, panic upset moment where like no, that motherfucker went up there executed every single one of those left people left god woke up at noon <laughs> stopped it got, got, got some gas took his fucking time waving to people right? on his way out crazy yeah man so that's not that's that's it's a cold-blooded dude right there play it cool Wave at people. Don't give them any reason to question you. Talk to people. And if you if you just murdered a bunch of people and you're some sweaty fucking nineteen year old drug dealer, you're not being cool. He talked to yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna play it cool like that. And, it, and for all we he know, he talked to been, the mayor. It could have uh, been two different people too. He talked to the mayor. If you think about it, it could have been oh, no. the guy that drove it's, the boat out and parked it, and the guy that burned it down. Could have been two different people, and that's why there's conflicting. Definitely. Uh, stories about what he guy looked like. Definitely, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, you're like, All hey. Right, so I think I think we're both in agreement. It wasn't John Peel; it was somebody else. Yeah, and I think that somebody else fucked up when he shot them all, and and then they sent somebody back out to destroy the evidence. Well, maybe they fucked up because nobody's caught the guy since. And uh, Alaskan uh, State um, Patrol is like, that's it. Yeah. We had our guy. He he got away with it. Yeah. And and, and his statement, Peel's statement, uh, I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna. It sounded cold blooded at first. Like it sounded like this dismissive answer that, like, you know, a guy yeah, that but did like, it does. But when you think about it, if he's like, right. I'm not this guy and I'm not gonna fucking waste my life with this bullshit. So you get, you get it. Yeah. If that was yeah. you, you'd be like, fuck it, man. I'm sorry this happened, but fuck. What do you yeah. want from me? That, and yeah, that is basically what that statement was. You know, I'm not going to waste any more time on this. They yeah, do that in politics it. too. They ask they ask the same people the same questions every time, mm-hmm. so that they get frustrated with the question, and then they oh, refuse yeah. to answer it, and then they call that a refusal to answer the question. You know what I mean? It's the it's Crazy. the same thing. They do it they do it all the time. They're like, "You're do you deny being this?" And then you know, and if they don't say it every single fucking time, they'll get them that one time. And and that I think that's what they were trying to do with him. They were just trying to lean on him hard, and that's the response that came out. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, look, somebody knows what happened. Somebody did this, but I'm not wasting my fucking time on it anymore. Right. I told you everything I know. I, 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 I understand that. I really do. So yeah, I think there was something deeper to this that maybe even Irene didn't know about. Oh, a hundred percent. Irene didn't know anything. Because mm-hmm. if she knew, her and the kids wouldn't have been on the boat. 
and he might not even it might not even been like i said it might not have been like where they had him doing something and he went to him and said i'm not fucking doing it because then you're right then then you would have reason to be scared and you wouldn't sit in the port you would fucking leave but if one of those um, scenarios where he was making moves to get out of it and he thought he was being slick and they caught wind of it and he didn't realize that they were on to him. For you know me, what I'm saying? Mo- I agree. Yeah, me, so like he could have been money... he could have been doing something like setting up some escrow account or buying some island in the Caymans or some shit like that. Uh, you know like, what I mean? How and they did caught he get, on to how it. How did he get how did he get so big so quick? Right. Who knows right. though? I mean But but I know, but you're you're exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. How did he get so big so quick? And then he gets he gets really big really quick, and all of a sudden he gets his whole family gets executed. Okay, yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it could that, be like you said, it could just been a a ruthless rival fisherman that was eliminating his competition. That, that could have been. It's a stretch for me, but it could have been. Man, been. I mean, times might get tough up there in Alaska. It gets cold at night when it but does become me, night. To me, the to me the amount of money he made to what the boat cost is a problem yeah that sounds disproportionate yeah but not it sounds like not like off the charts oh it's, it's a lot yeah but like it's a million and you make 30,000 that's not enough that's not yeah. enough to the, to an investor you know yeah, but sometimes like builders buy big pieces of equipment and they know they ain't going to get paid off for a while. You give a guy a million dollar boat and he brings back 30000 Is that enough? I don't know. Like I said, I don't know about that haul take. I think if that haul take was just a, a one-time shot, then he could have... They said the season. It's they just said like that was the season. Yeah. Well, no, that was like... Like what I'm saying is, is that um, well, the, the seasons aren't aren't long, right? So, but and I think there's two of them for salmon, but I couldn't be wrong. But, but they said that was good. That was a good haul for the season. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know, man. You make it up on crab. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, he's gonna he's fishing. gonna he's gonna do more than just the the, the same. And they take advantage of a, a few different um, fish for up sure. there that come into season and they. And they switch over and stuff like that. Just the crabbers do the same thing. You usually don't get, I don't think you get a lot of crossover from fish to crab, but you get different types of crab and different types of fish. So like you would have, you know, a a blue crab season or whatever, um, you know, a snow crab season and and then a a king crab season. A lot of the story said that... There's another crab I'm forgetting about. A lot of the story said he went from being an an average fisherman and everybody's like he worked his ass off so I'm not saying he didn't work his ass off to having like the best mm-hmm. ship seems wrong <laughs> right 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 yeah, I think somebody like, was at the core at the core of it it's like somebody had it out for like yeah, he didn't he hold up his end of the bargain it. somehow. Exactly. And, and they got exactly him. What it was. Exactly. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it. Well, Another one solved. I think we did. Another one solved. I'm Anthony. <laughs> I'm Brandon. And this is Everything That's Weird. For show notes and merchandise, go to www.everythingthat'sweird.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like, subscribe, and review anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to contribute, please go to our Patreon page at Everything That's Weird. Check us out on Instagram at Everything That's Weird or Twitter at ETWPod. Or if you'd like to send us an old-fashioned email, go to everythingthatsweird at gmail.com.